This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Okay, so I'm not going to dive into this head first, but I kind of want to because there was something about researching this episode that I got very excited because I do think it's it's different from all our other episodes. Okay. South Carolina. Yes. It has some real creepy stuff going on and it's not just your typical, you know, things that we've talked about. It's like kind of dark in a lot of ways. Yeah, it actually surprised me. Like we're just coming off of the West Virginia episode and I was really excited about that one cuz I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is one of the big ones. And then we moved on to this and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, there's more. <laughs> yeah, there's more South going Carolina. On. It's like a, a sleeper state that mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's it goes beyond just a very historic place. But so welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only in Your State. I'm here with Sarah, the co-host of the show. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Marissa. So have you ever visited South Carolina? Tons, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> um the go-to vacation spot for the Midwesterners is Myrtle Beach. So okay. I've been down and through South Carolina a bunch. Yeah. And you yeah. like it? You had a good time? I love the Carolinas. My um, yeah. my brother went to uh, grad school in the Carolinas and lived there for a while. And uh, yeah, we always vacation down there. So I really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's I never got into the like lore and legends part of it until, you know, this week. So, yeah, um, this was a pleasant surprise. Uh, how about you? Have you spent much time there? Yeah, I was just, I was just there last week, actually. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, I was doing a little birthday exploration of Charleston, which that was my first time in Charleston. I'd never been before. Ooh, I love Charleston. So it was really cool. Um it was uh, pleasantly surprising in a lot of ways. And um, I wonder if I need to spend more time there to really kind of like dig deep. We didn't do anything historical. Um, and we just kind of went to different neighborhoods and different pockets yeah. of, you know, it, it's not as, I guess, centralized as I thought, because you have these surrounding islands too, like Follies Island yeah. and then another one. So it's just you're just constantly hopping over bridges to get to different places. Um, But everybody was so nice. Everyone was so friendly. Yeah. I really enjoy South Carolina. Um, I mean, both Carolinas really, but um, yeah, I haven't spent a ton of time in Charleston, but it has that like historic appeal. Um, You know, if I were able to live in like the, one of the downtown areas and one of those, um, you know, just like traditional older houses, that would have been amazing. Um, Yeah. I haven't been there in a while though. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So outside of Charleston, so I was visiting some family in Chapin, which is outside of Columbia. And, uh, I was sitting down with my hopefully, uh, future mother-in-law and we're talking about haunted stuff in South Carolina, creepy things, urban legends. Um, and I was just asking her if she knew of anything, you know, like off the top of her head. Oh, so you got like local, local insight. Okay. So, yeah. So it's also interesting because we were just kind of Googling and going back and forth too. And she stumbled upon in a Google search, our only in your state article that was like the creepiest urban legends, creepiest hauntings. Um, yep. And so we kind of like did a deep dive together, just like going through that article, which I'll, I'll drop the link in the in the show notes. 
but um there's there's so much going on in South Carolina in terms of just like creepy stuff creepy yes. quirky weird like outside of the box stuff mm-hmm. um in your research like what what was your overall takeaway of this state in terms of like urban legends so first of all, I did not know that we would be maybe touching on the topic of porch decor and colors of paint. Um, that's That was surprising. Um, I do think that it has a lot of its, a lot of interesting lore in kind of like the history of the peoples there. So um, like the Gullah and the Geechee. And I just thought that was really interesting um, in terms of in terms of the lore, because, you know, say we talk about Mothman or the Flatwoods Monster or, you know, Chessy, things like that. I feel like there's not as deep and historical of sort of like er- origins. So I thought yeah. that was really fascinating. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because I I kind of got the same vibe that there is like there's origin to this that that's just like rooted in history. So. Um, but also you have your typical urban legends in South Carolina. You have mm-hmm. Crybaby Bridge. Yep. which is pretty much everywhere in the continental <laughs> United States. You bridges, have, just a no, no good. Crybabies, right. trolls, yeah. all the stuff. <laughs> I never thought that bridges would like, uh, you know, take over in terms of creepy stuff, uh, especially compared to cemeteries. But mm-hmm. holy moly, there are creepy bridges everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then there's like Lizard Man and Bigfoot and just these creatures that I feel like was a good bulk of our West Virginia episode. Um, You know, these cryptids. Cryptids, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you start looking up uh, United States cryptids, you will get down the biggest rabbit hole in the world because there are so many people who are so dedicated to individual cryptids or researching ones per state or having like, say like Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, like all of these different ones that are across the nation, but they're all called different things, um, Mm. which is, you know, sort of like skin tingling in and of itself. The fact that there are so many um, isolated stories about the same exact kind of creature (laughs) across the country. So yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's tons. Yeah. I think what was fascinating for me. So I there are two two things that I want to talk about today in South Carolina. One okay. of them is the third eye man. Okay. And the other one is Gullah folklore, the boo hag. Okay. So, so yeah. I, I did some research on the boo hag, but let's start with cool. third eye man. Okay. Um, I didn't okay. I don't know much about that. I've come across the name and um, our only new state articles and some research online, but I am not really familiar. So, yeah. So I thought this was really cool because there, again, I think these, the scariest things for me when researching is the fact that these could potentially be true, that mm-hmm. the third eye man could potentially have existed um, as this like subterranean person that maybe didn't want to live around people or be around people. So basically I didn't even know there were catacombs, uh, underneath the university of South Carolina, but really? there used to, yeah, there used to be these tunnels and catacombs oh, that okay. in and of itself, I feel like creepy, you know, you hear yes. the word catacomb and you're just like, no. Um, so like, okay. As the story goes, this man was spotted in 1949 by two university students. He was dressed completely in silver. I don't know if it was like, tinfoil. I don't know if it was a silver suit. I have no idea, Mm -hmm. but this is apparently his outfit that he's 
worn uh, over time that many people see. So man, silver, dressed in silver. He was spotted going in and out of a a manhole and disappearing underground. Okay. Okay. So it's Shredder. I got it. I'm following (laughs) you. Right. He's starting a turtle ninja army. No. (laughs) But so, okay. These two university students, they wrote about their experience. One of them was a journalism major. All right, cool. Six months later, a police officer on the campus, he was making his rounds and he found, he came across a bunch of mutilated chickens. Okay. Not really sure Great. where they came from, why yep. they're mutilated. We have no idea. This is a college campus. So the policeman went to his car to report the chickens. Then he saw a strange man, again, dressed all in silver. This time the man turned around and he got a look at his face. He said it was a really odd colored face. And there was a third eye in the middle of his forehead. So the policeman, he requested backup. By the time he got back, the man was gone. And then that was that. And apparently the policeman over the years would just forever tell this story because it just creeped him the hell out. Really? That, yeah. And that's not even where the story ends. Okay. Okay. So in the 1960s, the man was seen again, which they think for the last time. This time it was underneath the school in the catacomb tunnels. These tunnels, they were where fraternities would go take pledges in order to scare them. Okay. And so this group of frat boys, they were underneath in the tunnels. They rounded a corner, saw this crippled old man with a third eye dressed all in silver. The third eye man took apparently a pipe and knocked one of the kids out. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. He was okay. He didn't die, but he suffered some injuries. And then the boys reported the incident. The tunnels were searched. Nothing was found. And then they sealed the tunnels and that was it. Oh my God. Right. So bizarre. Okay. First right. of all, also giving me sort of like Futurama vibes with like all the mutants mm. in the sewers. And then what the, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, there is a possibility, like you said, like it's, it could be something true. Like what if there was just some, you know, like a drifter or person who maybe was mentally unstable, who was just like living underneath the university. And yeah. I mean- I'm not sure if the mutilating chickens was part of it. It right. could be. We don't know. I wasn't there. Um, yeah. But wow, that is bizarre. Yeah. I can't imagine going to, say, like the University of South Carolina and you're a freshman, you're nervous, you're getting into your dorm room, whatever. And then you're like, oh, yeah, have you heard about the third eye, man? I'm like, please don't. <laughs> no, I haven't. And I'm not sure I want to. Yeah. Also, these creepy tunnels that if they're sealed off, cool, but... I don't know. There's so I watched a movie a couple months ago about these tunnels under a house in an Airbnb. Oh, uh, okay, uh, yeah. Starts the B, doesn't it? Um, uh, it scared the hell out of me, though. No surprise there. Okay. Well, well sidebar, barbarian. No, yeah. not barbarian. Oh, something like that. Similar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's you would. Whenever you describe it in that way, I'm like, yeah, oh my God, who would go down there and look? But I know very well I would because oh my gosh. I lived so in in one of the last places I lived, there it was an old um building that was kind of like converted into apartments and below there were tunnels and there were tunnels that connected the businesses in the town I lived. So Yes, I absolutely went below the building, took my friends multiple times to take pictures and like walk through the tunnels and see where it went. Like it was fascinating. I loved it. It, That's just 
top tier excitement for me. Sarah, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. No, no, this is what would have to happen. You would be at the like control center. You'd be on the mic. I'd have a radio <laughs> and like a GoPro and you'd be sending me down. I'd be like, I like that Ugh. idea much better. You have <laughs> a camera. I'm like, okay, turn right. And then I'm doing this like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So third eye man. Um, and okay. Creepy. I have not heard of that. And I will say I've also not heard of specifically the boo hag. I have heard of other um, hag related like Mare Baba Yaga, which is Crohn's. Um, by the way, so many female demons that people are just like given a bad name, by the way. <laughs> um, but I had not heard of the uh, of the boo hag. So whenever I started doing research, um, as we mentioned before, it's coming from the low country Gullah folklore, which whenever I started researching this, I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? Did you ever watch Gullah Gullah Island? When it- you bet I did. And now I'm like, oh, that's, yep, that's where it's from. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can, I could probably sing the whole theme song right now, which I'm not going to <laughs> do, right, but. well, <laughs> no, we have to, okay. <laughs> Special episode, Marissa on Gullah Gullah Island. <laughs> Karaoke episode. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was, uh, I didn't realize that that was, I mean, I didn't do much research before this and I hadn't spent a ton of time in South Carolina, but knowing that those peoples, um, it was an African-American or is an African-American group that lives in the low country of like Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, down in the South. And, you know, their language has some remnants of like African linguistics and Creole. And I just think like a lot of these legends and sort of like, um, urban myths have that you know, origin, like I said earlier, that's a little bit deeper. It's not just, yeah. you know, some kids were in a car, saw a sandhill crane and they were like, oh man, that must have been a giant moth. Um, right. So yeah, they, they seem like uh, some sort of vampire and or succubus or incubus. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that I think it's fascinating that a lot of the, um, like these sorts of demons, especially ones that ride or sit on you or suck your breath their their origins are in actually um sleep paralysis and sleep apnea so Mm. according to the national library of medicine sleep paralysis is a new term that was used to describe for hundreds of years what people were referring to as a visit from a malevolent creature or a demon was possessing you because i'm not sure if you've ever experienced it but sleep paralysis, you wake up, you think you see something, you can't move. It's like a night terror and you feel like you're being held down. Mm. And so absolutely, you know, people before they had, you know, more technology to know what was going on and share stories. They thought, oh, demon. So I found that personally fascinating. And I think also, yeah, with the, with the boo hag, I think there, there has to be some connection there as well. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. Have you experienced sleep paralysis before? Yes. And I hate it. It's, it's not great. Um, and usually during high times of stress and things like that, it's fascinating to me, uh, but also not awesome. Have you ever sleep? Okay, good. No, I haven't (laughs) actually the, probably the only thing close that I've experienced is I, I used to live in this, um, this like bungalow and, I would wake up in the middle of the night, like sit up super fast because I thought somebody was at the foot of my bed (gasps) multiple times, multiple times. And it was one specific corner of the room, which 
is just, and then I would have to like sit up, adjust my eyes, and then they would be gone. You know, I mean, that's very similar because especially with night terrors, you, because you think you see that demon, like you're, you're demon in the corner of the room. You can't quite see them. It's usually like a shadowy figure or you think someone's looming over you. Yeah. It, it's so crazy. Cause one of my friends at the time, she, she's still very much into just like the metaphysical and energy. Mm-hmm. And so she came to visit my place and I told her about it and she's like, okay, let me see if I could see anything. She said there was like, <laughs> terrifying. She said there was this open portal in my bedroom that people were coming in and out. And it was like this, like something this like energetically that it was open and, and just like these. Yeah. Right. Okay. By the way, did she like cushion this news or was it just casual? No. Like, oh, by the way, there's an open por- portal in your yeah. room. Yeah. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She said she closed it, which also. I would hope so. Fair, right. <laughs> it's the least you could do. Um, no, but yeah, she said, she said she closed it. And she's like, no, this is why people are coming in while you're sleeping and just like kind of watching you sleep. And she said, she said they're not all uh, malicious. Oh, not all. Oh, right, right. Some <laughs> just like wanted to watch me sleep. I guess. Oh, it's weird. Perverts. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. Okay, so, yes, that, that's well, my experience with that. But anyway, yeah. Wow. Okay, that is very. So, what you might have been doing wrong, according to my research, was that they can sneak in the tiniest little cracks. These boo hags are known mm. to sneak into homes if there's any crack in the window, in the foundation, in the walls, and that's how they get in and terrorize their victims. Wow. So they the what the pieces I read on them said they suck the breath out of people or the like their souls. I know that um I saw a couple that said blood and stuff too, but I'm not so sure about that. Um but you know what they also do if they sneak into these tiny holes into your room and they're, you know, doing their thing is stealing skin. <laughs> um yeah. of course, why not? Why wouldn't yeah. they? Yes. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> So yeah, that was, um, that's a fun time. And (laughs) they, so they're rendering their victim helpless. They're sucking their breath and their soul, stealing their skin, riding them in a very much, you know, not so much riding as just like sitting on them, I think like, and just holding them down. Yeah. Um, interesting. Why the skin thing? I, I don't think they have skin. I think that like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess I, I buried the lead there. They're like red and bloody and don't have skin. So they steal skin to wear as they take energy. And then once they wear out that skin, they steal new skin. So, okay. So are they, <laughs> are they going out into the world as this person or is it like doppelganger situation See, that's what I'm, that's what I was thinking. Like they are stealing the skin and presenting themselves as a person. And, you know, so if your significant other would get up in the middle of the night, you don't know where they're going. Maybe they're a boo hag. Maybe they're going out to freshen up their energy. Oh no, this ruins everything. (laughs) What's the test? Do we have a boo hag test that we can do? Just, you know, sprinkle some holy water. I don't know. Light some candles, sage it up. I have no idea. Done. Oh, Um, actually, that's a lie. Did you read how to wear, like, ward off a boo hag? Yes. And it was was the weirdest thing. (laughs) That's why I think I love this so much is because it's so random. But go ahead. If you no, no, no. 
It's all yours. Go for it. Okay. So basically, if you don't want a boohag in your house, and this is if they aren't already there, who knows? We don't know. But <laughs> you need to put a broom next to your bed. Why? Not because you could sweep them away, nope. but because apparently the boohag becomes so obsessed with counting the bristles in the broom, they won't have any time to steal your energy or your skin before the sun rises. <laughs> So, so I'm just sad that they're ruminating or having OCD tendencies. Let's get them some, some help, you know, <laughs> yeah, like a broom or something that they can count a coloner, like, you know, uh, a drain, I guess you would call it a coloner, like a drainage yeah. thingy. Um, yeah. it, but also like, I feel like, like this jar is- a jar of jelly beans? <laughs> yeah. So let's just scatter some lentils on the floor. Like, what is it about the broom? This has to, this has to be somehow like sponsored by a, a cleaning company. Like Mr. Clean or Pine Saw, and they're like, you know yep. what? The only way to ward off these uh, metaphysical spirits that steal your skin, you got to get some brooms. <laughs> Chock full of brooms. Don't use those Swiffers. That's nope. That's not going to help. <laughs> it's way all too about modern. the modern. I do wonder, especially with this broom, if it somehow influenced at all the you know the tales of witches using broomsticks flying on broomsticks maybe not mm-hmm. specifically the boo hag but other hag stories and crones like if there's some sort of like parallel of why brooms would be associated with them yeah um it is interesting yeah uh so another way i know we alluded to this earlier that you can ward off nefarious spirits or i, I also saw haints not haunts haints I, I don't know if that's like a creole Inspired hmm. word, H-A-I-N-T-S, okay. is um, they do not like water and they won't cross it. Like it's just bad juju to them. So that's why a particular light shade of blue is often painted on the ceilings of porches in the South. So hmm. I mistakenly thought that was to detract like carpenter bees and wasps hmm. from building nests. I thought, oh... They they think it's the sky question mark. I, mm. For some reason, I thought I read that somewhere, but you know what? Probably just warding off evil spirits. So much the bugs. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a particular shade of blue. Yeah, it's like a uh, like a robin's egg blue, baby blue. Um, huh. And a lot of these homes in probably even Charleston have these these like light blue ceilings. Mm, I wish I knew that before I visited because I would definitely keep an eye out for things like that. Yeah. So I would be curious if any of these sorts of pieces of folklore end up in, you know, like home design. Like, is it common to have blue porches? Not because like it's a trend or anything like that, but people just don't want spirits crossing into their homes. Yeah. So, okay. I I don't know if we've talked about this. We've talked about ghosts and stuff like that, but do you believe in like spirits and, and things like that getting into your space? Uh, so I don't want to be ballsy enough to say no and then jinx myself. Uh, (laughs) I will say that I like to, I I would love to believe and I like to research and I love to like tease over the line of, do I, you know, Mm, if I was walking down the street at night and I started thinking about like, what if something, not someone, something is following me. I get scared. I'm like speed yeah. walking home, you yes. know, clutching my my flashlight and my mace. Um, yeah. Like, have you ever heard of Creepypasta on Reddit? So yes. Yes. Have you heard of the Smiling Man? That one in particular? No, I don't think so. So it's just a story that a user made up about. Um, I'll send it to you later. 
And I think about it all of the time when I'm walking my dog at night. And every single time I think of it, I'm like, there's a pep in my step. I just want to get home (laughs) because I know that it's not real. But also if you're at all imaginative or creative or just want to, that's what I think. I know that you are probably similar, like not necessarily bought all the way in, but not denying it either. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's interesting. Cause just like the story I was telling you about the, you know, whatever energy or people were sitting at the foot of my bed, that was very much real. You yeah. know, like I woke up and I had to, I, you like open your eyes, you see something and then you like sit up real fast to see it again and it's gone. You know, I do believe in stuff like that. It's definitely possible. And I don't know, it, it's interesting. Cause it, it just could lead into like multi-dimensional stuff and mm-hmm. like metaverse stuff and things like also, that. Also, I don't think any of us should be arrogant enough to to proclaim what we know and do not know. So yeah. if there is evidence that something is happening, but not necessarily enough evidence to actually like full out convince us, I still think it's worth taking into account that, okay, well, let's not this is a potential risk. So let's not act as if it's not a risk. I don't yeah. know if that's making sense, but it's, there's some, um, I was just listening to something about uh, extraterrestrial life and um, contacting extraterrestrials. And that was like the whole logic of, okay, we don't know if they're out there and we don't know if they're dangerous and we don't mm-hmm. know if this will hurt us. So let's act as if we don't know, but it has the potential, you know, you mm-hmm. can't say either way. Yeah. Um, so hedge your bets. Don't open portals in your room. Yeah. Leave broomsticks. Marissa, get some brooms. I don't know. (laughs) Just place them around. Anytime someone comes into your house, they're just going to be mystified by all of the kitschy brooms you have hanging (laughs) on the wall. (laughs) Like, what is this weird decor you're doing? Oh, you haven't heard of it yet? Like, it's on Pinterest. It's everywhere. (laughs) Don't worry. Yeah. Um, so I know that usually in our episodes, we are discussing places that people can visit. And it just so happens that we didn't really this mm. time around. But I do think these stories were so fascinating and, and worth telling. So in the show notes, I was going to drop a couple of Only in Your State articles for yes. actual places that people can visit. Um, haunted, creepy. There are a ton of of places, abandoned chapels, churches, cemeteries. We've, we have so many articles, uh, in our archives. So I'm going to drop a couple really cool places that people can actually physically check out if they want to go and just scare the heck out of themselves. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. And I will say, although we did not name a specific place, if you are in, you know, the Carolinas or in the South, you know, keep your eyes out for this like baby blue porches and the ceilings. And also, I guess if you're a a student at the University of South Carolina, or maybe a local or professor, whatever, if you want to call in and give us some info on the third, I almost said third eye blind, <laughs> third, eye, third eye man, then yeah, that's, yeah. tell us, let I us know. know. I would love to have some like insider info about like what they say around campus. Is it, you know, some sort of secret? Is it just openly discussed? Um, and is there hazing? Yeah. Like, do they dare you to go into the catacombs or f- say, go into a particular like a uh, um, like laboratory or office? I think that would be really interesting to know. Tell us. <laughs> if you're up for an audio adventure, 
We will be exploring local lores and legends in the U.S. on Season 2 of Not Your Average Bucket List, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So make sure to like, subscribe, and join us. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to OnlyInYourState.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.